Hello guys and welcome to another video with Moving Home with Charlie. I am Charlie Lambden and this is such a short video. Um, we had such an amazing reaction to the death in poverty video, which is a conversation between me and my old school friend Alex, uh, that we're just, this is a quick follow up to, to the reaction. Um, so I've got Alex waiting here in the wings uh, on audio. So, so Alex, good evening. good evening. Cool. Well, it was fun, wasn't it? I mean, that was, do you know what I really loved about that was that we didn't have any idea what the reaction was going to be. We had a really enjoyable conversation and a bit of a laugh, actually, if you watch it back. We did have a laugh. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was, I think you were very wise to then suggest that we fact checked our own, uh, our own facts in that conversation. Um, and I thought we were bang on 60% <laughs> of, of GDP being um, from rent. We were absolutely smack on with that. I yeah, that that was that was luck and a little bit of judgment because we were we were wrong on both of our figures going in, but as a percentage we were yeah as you say was I think I said something above sixteen and it's sixteen point four so yeah happy with that one we'll call that close enough um, so just in this video what I thought we'd do is uh, you got a lot of fans Alex a lot of fans <laughs> a lot of people it's it's frankly amazing but there we go. It's not, it's not amazing at all. I mean, this is why I've enjoyed your company so much for all these years. Um, you're a highly entertaining person. <laughs> <laughs> that normally involves alcohol, though. Yes. Well, it didn't this time. Um, no. But maybe maybe we should do that on the next one, just for fun. Um, right. So um, let's go through a couple of comments that you've picked out that you wanted to talk about. Uh, we'll start with this one from Simon Clark. Yeah, Empire's decline is surely like follows day, and he talks about. Yeah, we'll leave that on screen and just let you respond to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Roman Empire at its collapse, it had been so dependent on the productivity of its slaves, um, while the ruling class just declined into depravity and was in huge debt. I mean, vast, vast debt, and it, there are some serious parallels um, between what's going on at the moment and how the Roman Empire collapsed. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, great, great comment. Yeah, but his point about it, it did play out over centuries, so it wasn't an overnight thing, was it? It was a crumb, a slow crumble and decay, wasn't it? It was, but you could argue that we've been going that way for, you know, quite a few decades now. Yeah, and we would, when we talked, it was about, you know, the turn of the century, depending on how fast technology um, can can actually enable things like AI and robotics. So, you know, we're not looking at this short term. This is a change which is going to continue and will have then been running for about 120 years. Um, what I liked in particular was, you know, his reference to energy. Uh, and we've, it's, I think the next comment that's coming up is about energy. Um, that is an absolute key. Uh, people, people equate high worth economies with having plenty of available energy and without energy you can't produce mm. but actually there's an argument that says high energy economies create wealth so if you can have the nuclear power stations if you can have uh, whether it's um, uh, geothermal energy whatever it may be by having that plentiful energy you can raise living standards and also in manufacture and production across your economy, you end up creating money. And that's why economies where they can't produce cheap energy lag behind. 
So it sort of turns it on its head that it's it's the it's the cheap energy which allows you to produce, not having the money allows you to build things so that you can have cheap energy. Okay, okay. Let's go on to the next the next one, shall we? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to read the whole thing out actually because I forgot that we did an, we do an audio podcast of this, so people listening won't be able to read it on the screen. So Jonah eight two six on YouTube says. Read the culture novels by Ian M. Banks. They had unlimited energy. It's no good having AIs and robots if you have no energy to run them. And what are we as a society doing right now? Making energy more expensive. The culture would not be able to function on wind power. <laughs> yeah, well, just reinforces what we we're just saying. Yeah, it, it, absolutely 100% correct. Um, the, the climate change, the net zero arguments can get very detailed and divisive um but there is no doubt that however we produce it and you know my view is has been that nuclear is the only way currently that we can provide globally for the energy needs um but that may change as technology changes we cannot get out of the situation that we're going to find ourselves in over the next 70 odd years so that's not true we don't know how if it's possible right with energy like don't we keep on i mean the, one of the things I, this actually let me just qualify this comment i've been thinking to myself about how um how the, our death in poverty discussion was basically you know you got to the end of it and it's like well we're fucked nothing we can do about it there's really no way out of this let's just enjoy it all the way down and then i thought to myself and this is why I think we should have another, we should have a separate, a much longer conversation to discuss this about, well, what are the things that have happened in the last 40 years that nobody predicted would happen? Good things. Good things of bits of technology that no one saw coming that made a massive difference. And what might those be in the future that might actually solve some of these problems? Like fusion, for example. Yeah, but we've been talking about that since we were kids. It doesn't, mean, think... it doesn't mean it's not happening. No, well, and, and it is. There was a test recently. Yeah. But I think they produce enough energy to boil a kettle. Um, yeah. Listen, small steps, small steps. I reckon they'll ramp it up pretty quick if they can. Anyway, you're right. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying I want to have that hypothetical conversation with you yeah. about what what would happen to the world if, for example, suddenly unlimited free energy was available. You can imagine. I mean, that would be astonishing, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, right, that's, that's, that is the game changer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, okay, and on to the third one. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Um, here we go. <laughs> right. VC Jones on YouTube says, CBDCs? Oh, man. If you think that is the answer, we're doomed. Do you realize that most CBDCs are built on Ethereum, which has a fragile and centralized infrastructure? The core group of developers have routinely changed the underlying code against the wishes of the community who have a deeper understanding of what's going on. Yes, we need a, financial, a new financial system, but be careful of the solution that you're advocating because with BD- CBDCs, you have programmable money that can be switched on or switched off. Okay, and she goes on to talk about basically government control of our money. Um, yeah. I d- what was interesting from that comment is I didn't know that CBDCs were built on Ethereum. Well, uh, uh, and that is still up for, for grabs. I, I don't think blockchain will be used uh, for central bank digital currencies if they are implemented, which I think is likely. Although you had another um, commenter who suggested that actually banks would retain offshore, um, non-government interferable with 
uh, money, uh, and that would be used transactionally. I, I don't think governments will allow it in the same way that you know CBDCs are their answer to to cutting back on the prevalence of crypto and taking money back yeah. to being yeah. controlled by by governments. Really, and there were um, news last week that the government is planning to try and regulate cryptocurrencies, yes. which absolutely. And as the exchanges collapse. Um, and people defraud them, then obviously it gives them a good excuse to do so. CBDCs are are very frightening in many ways. Uh, absolutely, they will be programmable. Uh, the reason blockchain doesn't make sense is because it's inherently slow uh, and, and also has some structural issues when you're dealing with vast transaction volumes. Right. So th- there's just no need for it, especially okay. if you know they're going to be managed by central banks. Okay. Um- and I just wanted to spend the last few minutes of this talking about the concept again of that video. So <clears throat> the death and poverty video, I, I was the, the surprise for me in the hundreds and hundreds of comments on that video. So at the time of recording this, we've had, well, actually I'll just quickly show you the comments on there. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, look at this. This is just the comments on this one video. It's just, wow. Loads and loads and loads and loads. And what's amazing is that almost all of them are supportive, encouraging, and saying that was a great conversation. It, and, and like everyone took it positively. That's uh, excellent. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm very happy. I mean, I was I was absolutely gobsmacked that everybody, almost everybody, took it positively. Um, and the sort of underlying message from all of it was. If only there was more conversation like this in the mainstream, it might actually be constructive and positive and help people feel better about the future. If you know what you're dealing with, rather than constantly feeling like you're being bullshitted to by the government and the media. Yeah, Um, it's very sad. As you know, not that long ago, I was working for uh, a mainstream media organisation, not in their journalist and editorial side, but, you know, the people who work there are decent humans uh, and they're bright um but newspapers as a as a as a media format are are dying if not dead and advertising is a very large proportion of revenue and they just need to rush stories out there they've got to be first and they've got to make the headline interesting and by interesting i mean clickbait so that quite often the headline contradicts yeah. the story but <laughs> like my times article it's exactly what happened they when they said uh you know they made they made the um the headline was yeah don't buy in 2023 wait till 2024 which you've never said. said no you've <laughs> never said that you always say if you need to buy if you can afford to buy yeah. just don't overpay i've heard you um but you know these it's not that these companies or certainly the company i was working for it's not that they're evil or that they're inherently bad people they just don't have the time to fact check and then their audience um, doesn't bother to read further than the headline, or isn't, or doesn't have the ability to look behind the paywall, and so suddenly they're reading that headline and taking that as fact. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, sometimes it, it's unforgivable. I mean, there was a big <laughs> over the COVID piece. I managed to get three newspapers to change their stories. Um, it took me an oh, awful. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, I got Sky News to change its story. They didn't retract, but they did change the story. But of course, what they do is after it's published and it's been in everyone's news feed, yeah. they change it, but that doesn't put it back in the news feed. No, it doesn't. No, so 
you know, they can legitimately say, oh, well, you know, we've, we've changed the story. It is now accurate. No one's going to look at it four days later. They've already looked at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just to wrap this up, so I, my idea is that on one of our next longer conversations, and by the way, it's infinitely better to do them in person if we can. I think yes, every 100%. I'm probably coming to London actually this week again. So um, much better, much more fun to do it in person if we can. Um, I think you you will back me up on this. You've, you've known me a very long time, right? Am I not one of the most optimistic, happy, like positive yes. people that you know? I agreed. I agreed that in our last conversation. Which is cool. So, um, but having said that, it's a fair observation that I have not put out much positive content on this channel so far. <laughs> That and depends so, on how you define positive, Charlie. Hopeful. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I actually do think it's worth having a similar conversation uh, where we explore or just, you know, cogitate and maybe do a Derek and Clive as someone in the class. Well, that was my favourite comment. Someone said we, we reminded them of Derek and Clive, which I absolutely love. And if you're watching this and you don't know who Derek and Clive are, go to YouTube, look up Derek and Clive and... Uh, don't watch it if you're easily offended is all i will say <laughs> if you don't like profanity do not watch derek and Clive. comedy we were raised on guys yeah. but it is it is outrageous stuff um and yeah i would love to have a conversation on ignoring technological limitations what would need to happen to solve all of the biggest problems we're facing uh, and there are many aren't there to, to actually go hang on do you know what there is a hope of a better future I just have just just like a spitballing, brainstorming, more business bollocks words. Um, like, what would it look like? Well, to actually solve that, the problem. In that respect, I, I believe there will be a better future. Um, you know, we, we again that was, that was part of our discussion last time. The problem is that better future is quite a lot of turbulence away. Ah, yes, and it and it's minimizing that time period from where we are now. To the new, the new world order. God, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Uh, you mean, to, you mean rip the plaster off? We need to find a way to rip the plaster off. The new social construct. I, I, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, certainly not what the WEF call it. But um, to the way that we will function in the future, which I think will be better. You know, as we used to live in caves, we were out hunting yeah. and gathering. You know, we lived. <laughs> A, a, a tiny proportion of time, 30-odd years, then you were dead. It was pretty bloody horrible. You couldn't heat your plate. You were freezing all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah One yeah. cut, and you died of sepsis. I mean, yeah. it was a horrible, horrible fucking existence. Um, and we look yeah. at where we are now, you know, much better. And the On that happy thing, note, on that happy note, I'm going to wrap this up because we've reached 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, and I've got one to go to. Um, but I'm also just doing a shameless plug for, my, uh, for anyone watching this that – uh, is needing to buy a house and hasn't got the mortgage lined up. Bottom of the screen, mhwc.co.uk forward slash mortgage to talk to my hand-picked uh, independent whole-of-market mortgage brokers. Um, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll be back soon for Charlie Chats with Alex. We're going to have a series. There's going to be a playlist of all the Charlie Chats with Alex videos in one playlist on the YouTube channel. Thanks for watching, Alex. Thanks for coming, and um, look forward to talking to you on the next one. No problems, Charlie. Have fun. Yeah.